Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If you are watching this episode on the YouTube channel, remember to like and subscribe. Smash that bell, as the kids say. If you're listening to the audio on ACAST, Spotify, or iTunes, remember you can get access to the full unedited version in all its glory by becoming a rascal and supporting the show on Patreon. Simply head to patreon.com forward slash Big Scott Gibson, sign up today, support the show, and access all of the unedited content from the episodes that you love. You can also get access to the comedy albums, stand-up specials, and the Patreon-only podcast, The Sunday Service. Sign up now. Patreon.com forward slash Big Scott Gibson. There's a rascal in all of us. Stay safe, team. Enjoy the episode. Onwards. We've done it again. We've done it again. 80. Is this 80? For fuck's sake. 80. Episode 80. It's even in the notes. It's even in the goddamn notes. It's written down. uh, Episode 80 of the Scott Gibson Show. I am Scott Gibson. Who else would I fucking be? Is a question to ask yourself. Um, Good evening. Afternoon. Good morning, dear listener. Whenever you listen to this, you know, that's the joy of podcasting. There is no uh, time restraints in these things. You can listen to them. 
morning, noon and night, and uh, you probably should listen to it uh, as soon as you can, as soon as these come out on a Thursday, because the world is ever-changing, you know? Uh, literally millions dead now in India, I would imagine. The India going down the same route as the uh, as the Chinese when it comes to reporting deaths. Um, literal uh, video evidence of people uh, dying, being left to die in the street, uh, being refused entry into hospitals, uh, yet the uh, Indian authorities claim that uh, nearly 3,000 people have died of COVID. What a lot of shit! Um, what else has been happening? Bill and Melinda Gates, divorced, or in the process of being divorced. These, what is it, what is it with these billionaires that are getting divorces, man? I mean, lads. Treat it like a business. What is a marriage? It's a business. It's a meeting of two minds, body and soul, and holy matrimony. Uh, until either one is runs out of money, and the other one fucks off, or one makes uh, an incredible amount of money, and the other one wants to fuck off with half of that money. Good God. But um, hope you're safe and well. We, we move ever closer towards the... Um, complete end of the horrific simulation that COVID has been on most of us. You will have seen the uh, video footage, no doubt, of the, uh, of the, what seemed like a fucking teeny boppers rave. Apparently that was not the case. I think there was actually full grown adults there as well. But uh, Liverpool, for some reason, has been uh, chosen, sorry, as the the epicentre for the relaxation of COVID. They had a they had a kids rave, and then they had a like a mini music festival. How are the scousers get everything? I understand that, you know they are the Irish of England. I get it. They the you know seven days a week, they're out in pubs, full of shite coke, partying the night away. I get it, right? This lockdown has been difficult for everybody. I can only imagine the stress in which a scouse mind has been under. For the last year, not only is the football team falling apart, but they can't go out and uh, you know have their fights and get up to the nonsense. So maybe there's been maybe there's been talk from MI five, MI six saying, "Listen, you're going to have to give them some kind of release. You know, there needs to be some kind of event held so that the 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 scouse can blow off a bit of steam. Otherwise, there's going to be a revolution." So we had a they had a rave, an indoor rave, which. Listen, it's, uh, you know, I'm still in a quite a negative mindset. It's, um, you've got to try and take some of the positives from it and think it is at least one step towards what our life used to be like. The The problem I have with it, twofold. Uh, first one being that it's, ch- ch- I have no respect for children anymore. And that the majority of people at that event were children. Um... The vast majority were stone cold sober. Stone cold sober. Do Wayne's no drink now? I don't have access to children. What a strange thing to say. I don't have any teenagers in my life. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is to be a teenager in today's modern world. Do they not drink anymore? Do people no bevy anymore? Is that not a rite of passage? Do the young teenagers no steal money for their mother's purse? Stand outside an off-licence waiting for an older gentleman 
to go in and get him a couple of bottles of cider, or dare I suggest, a quarter bottle of vodka. Does that not happen anymore? What they, these are the these are the entrepreneurs, the businessmen and women of, of the of tomorrow. Many of many successful people that you will know today stood outside an off license in the piss and rain in a Kappa tracksuit, Sergio Tarcini zipped up to their fucking chins, waiting for a vulnerable man to come past and go, excuse me, mate, any chance you can get them get us a bottle of cider? It's just not a thing now. Dwayne's not dating anymore. Are they just hanging about playing Fortnite? <laughs> playing Fortnite and putting things up their arse. Is that what it is to be a teenager these days? I mean, it doesn't seem so bad when you say it like that. But as I'm watching, I'm just going, it's Wayne's. It's just, it's a warehouse full of Wayne's. Listen, you can tell, and I know I shouldn't be angry at these things, but I'm an angry person. If you are at an, a music event, dare I suggest a rave, because that's what they would try and pretend that is. If there is a bigger cheer going up for the confetti cannons going off than there is for a DJ or the music that's been played, I'd, I'd probably suggest that the, the clientele is not the one you were going for. Maybe it is. Maybe that's exactly what they want. Maybe that's exactly what they want. You know, I, I had hoped that after lockdown, Maybe the move would be back towards great art again. You know? From from disparity blossoms beautiful art. That's what I thought was gonna happen. You know, through really through hard times, great things will cometh. And I, I honestly thought that when lockdown was over, I thought people are gonna value their time and it, you know, most importantly, value their money. Far more than he did in the past. He'd maybe take a punt on something or go along to something and, you know, it might have been shit. But I, I honestly thought after the year plus that we've had, because by the time we get back to real normality, it's going to be 18 months at least. By the time that had ended, I thought people would value their time more because they've had time taken away from them. I thought they're going to they're gonna go and seek out, you know, great art. They're going to go and see plays, go to the theatre, you know? Maybe go and see something you've never seen before. The ballet, right? I mean, I've been, it's fucking garbage, but you'll go and experience new things. And you'll try and find the best of something. You'll try and find the best comics or your favourite comedians, the best musicians, new bands, the best venues. You know, even a theatre or, or a or a performance space that you've always wanted to, to go. Just go and see something out to experience the surroundings, but the reality of it is, it's that it's we're back to that race to the bottom. Can just consume as much as we want, as much as we can. Doesn't matter about quality anymore. Quality, you know. It's just right. Here's what we can do. We've got an option of a gig. Let's just get four thousand fucking wains in a warehouse and pump out the shittest dance music ever, and we'll spin it in the media as. That's a great thing of live music, but it was awful to watch. Awful to watch. I've got friends that are DJs. I do a podcast with a DJ, a real DJ that makes fucking music. And I put out a, a, a stupid comment the other day saying, you know, if a DJ spends 90% of their set with their hands in the air, are they really a DJ? And it was amazing. I'm always amazed at these things. The thing that amazes me the most is people will always private message me and go, 
big man, fucking no. I mean, you're right on there, mate. And I'm going, well, there's, there's nobody want to speak publicly anymore. It was nice to see music back. It was nice to see people back. It was nice to hear. Oddly, the, the thing that I liked the most was listening to the the scientists. Apparently, there's a whole scientific team behind it, right? Apparently, this was a, a partnership with uh, national and local government in which... Uh, a, a a group of scientists who are studying the, the the basically the spread of the virus and using science to implement the way in which we will structure future festivals and future events obviously all around the, the the backdrop of covid right if we would ever have another pandemic which i imagine we will have um covid 2.0 i'm sure there's somebody in a fucking lab they're now working on that as we speak uh, i don't doubt that for a second but the, the part of the science behind the, the events that were in Liverpool was to see how they use the flow of traffic to see if there's ways in which they can better implement uh, the flow of people so that it doesn't cause bottlenecking or it doesn't cause areas where there'll be mass groupings for a virus to spread. I don't really understand the science behind it. I, I feel as if it is a science fraction very much like uh, all the kind of cool scientists in the lab have uh, managed to talk the gaffer and say, listen, see if we uh, see if we get to go to this music festival, boss. We can do like, a scientific experiment to see how many people gather outside the shitter after they've had six pints. <laughs> what do you think about that? Aye, sign us up. I, it feels like that kind of science. You know, feels like that kind of science. But um, it was nice to hear on the news while the, the scientist was being interviewed. You could hear that faint, kind of muffled sound of music in the background, like bands warming up or a band playing. Like, if anyone's ever been to a festival, when you are walking towards one of the stages or walking towards a tent, you hear that kind of muffled sound. And it's it's odd how much that will resonate memory with you. Uh, so it was nice to hear that again. You know, it's it's li- it's little th- it's little things. It's little things that we have been missing that you maybe necessarily don't realise you miss until you hear it or you see it again. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to his getting back. I'm looking forward to his getting back to to gigging again. I'm looking forward to his, to being back in rooms again. Um, it's a shame because I think in my head. I have always had this kind of countdown towards COVID ending. But as as we get closer towards, well, that first day of May the 17th, when apparently things will start to get even better for, for easing the restrictions, we're, we're still going to be a long way off an old-fashioned gig. You know, we're still going to be a long way off a thousand people sitting in a theatre. But I suppose it's, again... Do you know what it is? Again, I was I was talking to somebody about this last week. I always knew in, in my in the back of my, my head that coming out of lockdown will be far slower than going in. I always knew that, but I just I think I wanted to accept that after the last lockdown, 
after the whole eat out to help out bullshit and then us getting put back into another national lockdown again, I always hoped that they would have learned a lesson. And as I say these words, and I'm in my head going, you're talking shite, Gibble, because it's the fucking government you're trying to make decisions on. These fucking assholes could not organise a piss up in a fucking brewery. I had hoped that we possibly would have stayed in lockdown longer than was required in the hope that when the plug was pulled, it would be, you know, a month, six weeks, and then fucking bang. Everything's back to normal. No restrictions, no masks, no movement, nothing. It's just fucking boom, we're done, we're out. You know, pretend it never happened. Go on with your life. Try and love the children that were conceived during lockdown. I know they were born from boredom. I know you look at their little potato faces and it reminds you of a time you were trapped in a house with someone you did not love. I know that, I understand it. But please try to love that child as you love your others. Please try, for the child's sake, love them. Love your bastard boredom babies. Please love them. How many Waynes are going to have to turn around their parents in fucking 20 years? You know? And go, Wait, was I was I your favourite child, Mama, Papa? And go, nope, not even, we don't even want you. We did not even want you. The only reason you're here is because we were fucking locked in and your mother couldn't get a booster chemist to get that tablet. So fucking welcome to the world, you boredom bastard baby. <laughs> Oh, so I had hoped that the government would go, right, let's say, for example, argument's sake, 1st of May, the scientists are telling us that everything is safe to go back to normal 1st of May. I would kind of hope that the government would have went, right, we'll keep the country locked into the 1st of June, so we know we're definitely safe, and then come the 1st of June, everything's open, everything's back to normal, fucking party time. But instead, we still have this, you know, this kind of structured tier system that's bringing us out. And with that, the fear is we will move back up the tiers. It won't be a constant stream of moving down. So, I suppose we live in hope. It's going to be interesting in Scotland, anyway, to see what happens from next week going forward. Because we are, what day is this? This is, uh, I'm recording this Tuesday the 4th. This will come out Wednesday, the fifth will come out tomorrow. Um, on Thursday, we have the, the election. We're all going to the polls. You know, again, we people in Scotland are professional voters. I don't think there's even a fucking third world country in Africa. And fucking, but fuck Africa. That's had more votes than us in the past 10 years. We are the, the fucking globe's leading voters. Will the SNP get back in? Of course they will. Who else are you going to fucking vote in? I mean, let's be honest. And I'm at my wits end with fucking Sturgeon and the SNP. At my wits end. It's... The way in which they've handled themselves throughout COVID has obviously been compared to Boris and Westminster. And of course you're going to win that battle. I mean, is that really a comparison? That's like fucking sitting down to do like a food contest or something like that and the first person brings you a, a beautiful filet mignon. A, a, a delicious Chateaubriand 
and all the fucking trimmings, and the other guy serves you a plate of shite. And then you've got your second compiler too. Well, I think the the uh, the fillet the Chateaubriand was absolutely delicious, cooked perfectly, uh, medium, lovely and tender. Uh, the uh, Bernoulli sauce, uh, delicious. The accoutrement, uh, the accompaniment, absolutely fantastic. I can't find any fault. Delicious dish. And the second one was a plate of shite. There's no comparison there. Are you going to vote in the Tories in Scotland? Of course you're not, because if you do, you should be fucking shot at dawn. All right. I mean, let's just let's just lay this out on the table here. The the Tories, they don't want you to vote for them, right? Because if they did, they would not put a fucking referee as their main man. The the Tories, they, they have a fucking laugh with Scotland. I don't know why people can't see this. The the Tory party are in government. I think people forget this. The Tories are in government. They are the British party. They control Westminster. They are the ruling party. And they've done that without Scotland. They don't fucking need us. So they have a laugh. If you were running a business, right? You are say let's let's say you're in a family you're in a family run business, right? Very successful business you are multi-millionaires, you're on a billion dollar fucking business, you've got three sons and a couple of daughters, right, your youngest son is a fucking bored and bastard baby, and he's a complete and utter asshole. doesn't know his arse for his elbows, thick as shit, right, brings nothing to the table, doesn't impact the business whatsoever, have a laugh with the fucker, you know, have a laugh with the fucker, you send them to go and day shit, you fucking make them day tricks, Whatever you want. Because it makes no impact on you whatsoever. Because everything keeps ticking over. That is the Tories in Scotland. Westminster doesn't need Scotland. Because they've got enough fucking inbred racists in England to keep voting them in. As long as the Daily Mail print a story every time there's an election in England going, there's brown people coming over in dinghies. They'll fucking vote in the Tories. So what do they do? Put a referee in charge. They've sat down and they went, listen, listen. We had Ruth. People were starting to soften her a little bit over time, so let's fucking rein it in. Who do who can we put in charge of the Tories to make sure that the Scottish people, one, know that we don't give a flying fuck about them, and two, continue not to vote for us? Who is more hated in Scotland than a Tory? A fucking referee. A fucking referee. And a Tory ref, for fuck's sake. Not a chance. You going to vote Labour? No, you're not going to vote Labour because they're fucked as well. They're fucked as well. Uh, every time I see the battle bus, every even the fair is the fucking battle bus. I mean, grow up. Who else we got? Lib Dems, forget it. You going to vote for the Greens? I mean, listen, I live in Edinburgh, right? I can't even walk down a street without seeing a sign on the window saying "Vote Green." Are you going to vote Green? No! Why the fuck would you want to be controlled by the Green Party? Let's, let's be serious here. Yes, we all care about climate change, but that's not a way in which to run the fucking country! The problem we've got in Scotland is we need independence. 
in my opinion, I know there's probably a couple of people in the room screaming into their earbuds going, Gabo, no! Stronger together. We need it. Or we need it to end. It's this constant. You know, we, we need... We either need independence or we need the SNP to fuck off. Because this kind of balance, it can't go on. We need independence. We need to be an independent country. And then we need to disband the SNP. And the SNP need to reform as something else. Right? Because their, their, their main goal... Nationalised Scotland, an independent Scotland, they were all achieved. So, disband the SNP, disband the National Party, and recreate a new party for Scotland. Right? That's what we need to do. Option one. Or, option two, forget all about independence. It's never going to fucking happen. Scrap it completely. Don't fucking talk about it anymore. Rebrand the party to something else, and fucking move past it. Because right now... And I know it's been a difficult year, and I know we're in a difficult position, so it's no easy comment in it, but the SNP is like a fucking... It's like an ex that just keeps fucking up over and over and over and over. And every time they come and go, listen, give me another chance, Franco. It'll be different this time. In the name of fuck, Sandra, you said that to me last week, and you're back doing that pub, handing out fucking blowjobs. I can't live like this. The SNP is an ex-partner that just will not change. We can't keep banging this drum about. You know, we can't keep blaming Westminster for everything. We can't. You know, we've got to move we've got to move past it. There needs to be there needs to be some more bold decisions. And yes, you know, across I from what I can gather over the years, across the kind of international political spectrum. You know, Nicola Sturgeon is highly regarded by other leaders. Of course, yes. Some of the some of the decisions the SNP have made have been fantastic for Scotland, but it's not enough. It's not enough. So what happens on Thursday? I don't know. I mean, I know I'm going. I'm going to vote SNP. Right? I'm not going to vote anybody else because I do not think any other party, with the exception to the Greens has the best interest of Scotland at heart. I do not think that at all. But something's got to change, man. You know, after and it guess everything's gonna go back to COVID and it's almost like it's a, a, a trauma period for us. You know, for a lot of people. How much of our lives going forward are going to be brought back to this year? Or the year just gone of the year of COVID? Something has to change in Scotland man. Something has to change. We cannot be a country as small as we are with the resources that we have and still have severe problems with education, with housing, with poverty, with living wage, with education. Did I say education? <laughs> we cannot continue to have these problems. In a, in, a, in a modern world, we, we just can't. We are leading nations on, on, on certain parts. We're leading nations on renewable energy, on different sources of, of, uh, of power. We have one of the biggest tourism economies in, in, in the planet. We have a huge industry that is known across the world in whiskey. We have connections with fishing, with oil with technology, with engineering. You know, we even have connections to Hollywood. 
Scotland is an incredible country, but for some reason we still live under this dark cloud of self-loathing and self-hate. You know, and we do it to ourselves. We want to better ourselves, but we also cannot wait to destroy each other. It's a fucked up mindset. We want Scottish people to do well, but we cannot wait to fucking destroy them when they do. It is fucked up. But something has to change, something has to change politically, something has to change within the DNA of what makes people Scottish, something has to change. We cannot continue to talk about ourselves as being this great nation and completely different from the Tories in Westminster and forward thinking and nodding to our European brothers and sisters and then we continue to fail people here, we fail as on housing. We fail us in education, we fail us in health, everything that I just mentioned. So something has to change. I don't know what will, but something has to change. I I, I would like to, to see this last term, or this next term of the SNP, I would like Nicola Sturgeon to treat this as the last roll of the dice. I really would. And I think that the I think that the policy decisions have to be bolder and I think they really have to go for it. I think they have to make huge dramatic changes to the way in which the country's run, the way in which the country's governed. And I think they have to everything that they would want to do in an independent Scotland, everything that they speak about doing, I think they just need to fucking do it. Because it's just this constant back and forward, you know. It's, uh... I've just not got the fucking patience for it anywhere. I've not got the patience for it anywhere. But, who knows? Who will you be voting for on Thursday? I hope you will vote anyway. I hope you're not one of these people who sits back and goes, doesn't matter who I vote for, nothing's gonna fucking change. Just go out and vote, you dick. Right? Get up, go to the fucking school, or your polling box, wherever the fuck you go, and just vote, you piece of shit. Don't be one of those arseholes. There's fuckers dying in other parts of the globe to be able to vote. You know? People with fucking hands and feet cut off would love a vote. And you're sitting in your house going, I'm just going to watch the fucking reruns of Line of Duty. There's no point in me voting. You fucking arsehole. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I get very angry there. But I did. So go and vote Thursday. Um, you know? Do your democratic thing and vote. Right, what's been happening? Uh, I mean, I did mention Line of Duty there. There's, I, I don't know if you watch it. I don't know if you're big Line of Duty fans. Um, I think it's safe to say it was fucking garbage, right? I think it's safe to say now, and listen, if you've not seen the, the final episode, uh, spoiler alert, it's fucking shit. It's one of these things where if you had gone back to the first series and told you this is how it's going to end... Would you have watched it? Truthfully, hand on heart, no, I wouldn't have. I, I've never thought that it's been that great a show. It's it's odd that everybody's talking about Line of Duty as if it's like the greatest drama that's ever been in the BBC uh, or on British television. I, I saw somebody tweet the other day, and I know that they have connections to uh, the, the fucking establishment, so the fuckers have to chant out all this shit, but I saw somebody tweet the other day saying, the greatest drama. 
that's ever been produced. I was like, what the fuck are you smoking for your breakfast, man? It's a very, listen, it's a very average show that finished in a very shit way. That's that's pretty much it. It's not a great, it's not groundbreaking, it's not, it's not exciting. It was just very average. It was something to watch. As my good friend Malakali says, bubble gum for the eyes. It was something to watch. There was nothing else on. We all got hooked. If anything, the way in which it has ended just demonstrates how very difficult it is to create and write such an intricate woven storyline as the one that the writers and producers tried to make. They, they, uh, and I suppose, you know what, in a way, Line of Duty is a perfect example of a BBC drama. It promises so much and fucking misses by a mile of what it delivers. The BBC, because they have so much money behind them, have an incredible way of packaging things to make you think, in the name of fuck, this is going to be explosive. You saw them in Jonathan Ross, you, you saw them doing interviews, everybody was fucking talking about leading up, this is exactly what they want, they're buzzing about it. And then you watch it and you turn to your partner and you're like, is that... I mean, when when the end bit started, the missus turned to me and went like, this can't be it, this can't be it. And it is, that is it. I saw, I saw one person messaging a cast member saying, such a brave ending, so brave of you to do the show, to end the show in the way you did. I'm like, go fuck yourself, man. Go take a fuck to yourself. Such a brave ending. That's exactly what life would have been like. Corruption in the, uh, in the British police force, they would have covered it up. And that's exactly how... It should have ended, and I'm glad you ended the show that way, because that is real life. I don't watch television for real life. You know? Believe me, there are endless fucking shows on television telling you how shite the police are. Endless shows. You want to watch a show where it's dash cam footage of policemen fucking trying to climb over a fence? Channel 5's got that for you. You want to watch a television show where the police chase people in cars, fucking roll them off a bridge? Go to Sky. You want to watch shows where it shows you the police for 24 hours when they're trying to convict somebody but they're fucking useless at their job and a half-decent solicitor who probably went to school at the University of Paisley manages to get the cunt off. There's endless shows for that. I don't watch Line of Duty because I want real life. I watch it because I want to immerse myself in apparently a great story. And it's fucking shit. Shit. The ending was garbage. I don't care how you spin it. I don't care what you try to make of it. It is just so realistic and exactly what would happen in real life. It's fucking pish. I don't want that. I want... I want spectacular. You know? I want... I want... I want to be sitting in silence. I want a show that forces you to sit in silence. That's what I want. If you're going to make a drama... That has people sitting going, what do you think? Do you think that's him? I don't know if that's him. What is she saying? Wait a minute. I don't want that. I want a show where you sit in fucking silence. You watch the screen. If anybody in the house talks, he goes, you fuck That's what you want. You want a drama that is so good and so powerful, it will make a quiet, timid housewife threaten to knife her own children if they fucking speak while the show is on. That is the drama 
you want. And that is Nelina J. It's not. It never has been. Never has been. But people are up in arms. People are up in arms. What an ending. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you for this. Kelly McDonald, how that woman got a gig is beyond me. I don't know. I don't know if she had to fucking sleep overnight in Byers Road. I don't know where that accent comes from. I really don't. And another thing, while we're talking about Lena G, who do you fucking speak to about getting into witness protection? What a fucking life that is! You spend months as a fucking bent copper, having people killed, covering up all sorts of crimes, and then you get to fucking live out a life in Portree. Huh? I mean, what, what, what are they trying to fucking paint witness protection like? You sit and go through a book of Airbnbs? I'll have that one, please. I would like the Cheesemaker's Cottage in, uh, in Tobermory. And have I said that I'm actually a lesbian? So if you could get me a big, stunning, Scottish, ginger-haired bastard, that would be fantastic. What the fuck was that all about? She's been put in witness protection. Her location is unknown. I wouldn't be fucking hard. Sit and go through Airbnb. There it is, the Cheesemaker's Cottage. All these people buying on is just like real life. Is that right, I? I imagine there's probably people who are in witness protection watching this going, get them in the fucking phone. I've been done a shite deal here. I'm sitting in a council house in fucking Clyde Bank and this cunt's got a three bedroom cottage with an estate. Fuck off. <laughs> She's been put into witness protection. When she came out the fucking out the cottage, sat with a golden retriever, I went, what a fucking happy life you've got. I mean, let's hope there is a, a seventh series, right? Because that's what it's all about. It's all about money. It's all about selling TV shows to the Americans. The Americans love 20 series. I fucking get it, right? I get it. Leave everything open. If it gets another series, it gets another series. If it doesn't get another series, guess what? Everybody fucking forgets about it. So I hope it gets another series, and I hope it starts with Kelly McDonald coming through the fucking door of the Cheesemaker's Cottage and the Golden Retriever's fucking nailed to the wall and the ginger lesbian wife's fucking throat's cut and I be like, right, boom, now it's a story. <laughs> Witness protection, my ass. I just thought it was another... I was so disappointed by it. So disappointed. I mean, Game of Thrones ending was bad. But at least it gave you a bit more. At least it had fucking dragons and explosions. That's how they should have ended Line of Duty. <laughs> I'm fucking arsehole buckles getting carried away by a dragon. And they've been like, right, I'll accept that as an ending. Poor. Poor, poor, poor. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right, what have we got here? Um, let's look at a few news stories, shall we? Um... Couple of things that I have seen throughout the uh, throughout the uh, universe. Uh, wonderful story here from the obviously good friends at the Metro, right? I mean, where else? Where else are you going to go for your cutting edge uh, news stories? At a time when the, when the country, the planet is on fire, literally on fire. Ice caps are melting. Uh, they're melting so fast, scientists can't even fucking study them anymore. So we look to wonderful articles, uh, wonderful news outlets like the Metro. Good friend Jen Mills, and uh, sometimes the headline just catches me. And the headline is this: Nursery forced to close. Shocking! After two co two toddlers, two toddlers, two toddlers. <laughs> I'm too busy laughing to myself to fucking get the words out. 
Nursery forced to close after two toddlers escape. Escapy! <laughs> Don't have children. I imagine it's a common problem for the uh, for nurseries. Heavily fortified as a nurse. There's, there's only there's only two businesses, two institutions, you know, three, right? Well, two that will have the same level of security as a high-end prison. And those are a cat and dog home and a fucking nursery. I imagine people who used to be a head governor at some of the toughest prisons in in Scotland will now be advising on security measures for children's nurseries and cat and dog homes. The same, have you, ever, have you ever been to a nursery or a cat and dog home? It's the exact same level of security you go through when you go to a jail. Exact same. They don't want anybody getting in, and they certainly don't want anybody getting out. But this, uh, I mean, this is quite quite a headline. Forced to close. Almost as if the nursery were, were refusing. You know? Almost as if the nursery's like, listen, we, we, you, every now and again, we lose a couple of wins, all right? Part of the fucking deal. It's part of the deal. <laughs> I just got to pick your wings up. Uh, listen, you're not going to believe this. They fucking chewed a hole in the fence. The fuckers are gone. Like, ah, oh, but they're like, all right, no worries. See you tomorrow. Well, we'll no see you tomorrow because you don't get any wings, but thanks for coming. Um, my my brother fucked off once as well. Um, I I, I was I was too young. I was too young to remember the whole thing. I was a bambino myself. I was maybe, what, four? So he's maybe three. Maybe two. No, he must be about three, because he could fucking walk. And uh, we're playing in the front garden. Now, my gran, at that time, lived around the corner from us. But she lived in quite a steep, I mean, quite a steep hill, right? So you need to come out of my house, up an incline, uh, round a corner, and then down a hill. And she lived halfway down this hill, right? Now, for an adult to walk, I'd say five, six minutes, right? You're crossing two busy roads. But for a toddler, I mean, that's a fucking epic voyage. We're playing in the front garden. Obviously, the gates... There's a gate. It's closed, right? It's as much security as a parent in the early 90s... Oh, no, this would be late 80s. In the late 80s could manage, you know? There wasn't a lot of child safety back then. I never had a car seat, you know? And then when I did have a car seat, it was a block of solid polystyrene. That was it. It was the tied in. It was the nailed down. Was it fuck? Once driving, the back door just opened and I fell out the car. I wasn't taking any care, you know? I was dusted off. I was put back in the motor. Did my mother change the route? Did she fuck? You know, did she say to herself, I might not go that way because my young child was thrown from the vehicle at high speed? No. She went, fuck it, it'll make him a stronger person. And she carried on my life. So, brother and I, in the garden, playing away. And uh, my brother just decides, I'm going to see my gran. You know? And I was like, hey, fucking fair play. I mean, you know, she's a good woman. Great laugh. Uh, it's always fun times there. I'm quite happy playing here. You, yeah, you're your own man. You know? Fucking off you pop. Whatever length of time passed, uh, my mother came out, you know, where's David? I was like, he's uh, he's at Grant's. She's like, what? Uh, Then the phone rings, and uh, 
my mother answered the phone and the story I'm then told later on is that it's my grand on the phone going, uh, Margaret, uh, I've got David here. Fuck's happening. And, uh, you know, I don't know my God. And then I was bundled into a car and we were off. Somehow it was my fault. I never knew I was uh, head of security at the time. But my point being, kids, you know, you can't, kids disappear. You can't, you can't be responsible for them. I know, I know, technically a nursery's job is to be responsible, but surely they're going to lose some. So let's see what happened. Uh, I also don't know where this nursery is. I'm going to see England. Before I read it, I'm going to see England. I'm going to take a punt that it's England, and I'm going to take a punt that it's a rough bit of England. Right? I'm going to take a punt at Liverpool. I'm going to see it. I imagine a scouse toddler is difficult to nail down. Uh, a nursery has been shut down after a toddler wandered out of an open gate. Oh, Jesus Christ, Sandra. I mean, as you know, schoolboy, yeah, one, an open gate. They've not even had to pick a lock or scale a fence. An open gate. Uh, nurse has been shut down. Toddler wandered out an open gate and was found crying in a park. Fucking shite bag. Just two months after a similar incident. In the name of God. In the latest incident, a three-year-old boy went missing for half an hour. That's not really much, is it? For, be, for being spotted by a stranger. Oh. In a nearby park in Walthamstow, East London. Ah, uh, London. London. Walthamstow. Shiho. So... Half right. Uh, they became concerned for the toddler when he started crying and nobody came to collect him at 11am on April 12th. I mean, you would surely you'd be concerned for any toddler crying. You know? We've done it. We've done it before. I mean, the missus have been out and I'm walking the dog in the park and you see a way and you're like, who, who the, who, who's is this? Who's is this? Who's, who's fucking Wayne is this? And the Wayne will toddle off, uh, eventually meet up with, you know, with some older looking adults and you're like, for the love of fuck man again, I don't have children I would love one day to have children right, I don't know if something happens to you and you just, you, I assume that when I hold a child your first instinct will be once you go over how fucking mental it looks you'll be like, my whole purpose now in life is to protect you and give you a better life than I had myself. I imagine that is what happens. There's a chemical change in your mind and suddenly the focus moves from the dog to your children, right? But then is there a time that goes by, 12 months, 18 months, when you're just walking and you just fucking let them go? You're like, I don't give a fuck. I don't know. I see it all the time, just wanes. I'm like, who, who the fuck belongs to these wanes? deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.